Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my Instagrammable co-host, <laughs> Mina Kulositap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. By the way, just took a screenshot for Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, everyone. So if you have been listening to the podcast, then you heard our last episode with Tyler J. McCall talking about his expert tips for Instagram and how to use them for our product-based business listeners. So thanks again, Tyler, because it was awesome having you. So what we wanted to do is we had a lot of questions happening in the Facebook group and we wanted to jump in and do another episode on Instagram. So today we put together seven tips for product-based entrepreneurs when it comes to Instagram. So thanks again for listening and we're going to jump in. Yeah. Tyler J. McCall was amazing and we... Just got our wheels turning, and how can this really be applied for product based businesses, and where can people start? And so, it just we decided to do a whole new episode additionally to the episode last week, um, just to tackle that a little bit with just myself and Jacqueline because so many brilliant points from Tyler J. McCall. Should I just say Tyler or do I have to say Tyler J. Now that that they've heard us say his name 15 times, we'll just call him Tyler. (laughs) Okay, you know who we're talking about when we say Tyler. So what we what we realized though was unpacking this all for you. So it's great. It's fun to hear these. There's podcast episodes all the time about things to do, but then it's like, okay, great. Now what do I do? Like, how do I do this? How do I implement this into my business? What are some ideas for me? He said, talk about the DM. So how do we get people to DM? So we really wanted, because we're so close to our uh, listeners and we have our Facebook community for the product boss. If you're interested in getting in there, go ahead and click on the link in the show notes. But what we can do though, is that we're so tapped into our community that we know what their needs are and their questions. And we just got off of a call with our um, mastermind group. We do office hours with them and Instagram was a huge topic again. And so it's just something that we've, we really dig into in consulting, in our community, with our masterminders. And we wanted to share with all our listeners. Yeah. And Tyler was so good last week. I think one of the things that really, really stuck out with me that I think that we can apply towards this whole entire list that we have of the seven things is that when he brought up the push versus pull or the share versus pushing. So you're sharing instead of pushing. So when we go through this whole entire thing, I kind of want to refer back to that and kind of talk about that even more because in our mastermind, actually this is coming up in the masterclass, they have no idea. We talk about um, two words that describe your brand. And this is something I got from Dana Malstaff at Boss Mom. Hers is smart and fun, I believe. And mine is actually cute and convenient. So anything that I do, I need to know that my brand, the tone of my brand is either cute or convenient, right? And that triggers something in my, my avatar, my ideal customer. So... For this whole theme, we're going to go with 
making sure it's sharing versus pushing. So you're not pushing the sale on somebody. You're sharing with them on Instagram. Sharing is caring. So (laughs) let's get into it. So number one, our number one tip for Instagram for product entrepreneurs would be figure out your ideal customer avatar for Instagram. So when I say that, and then we've got an episode on this that we'll also link to in the show notes. But if you have not figured out your ideal customer for your product-based business, you need to do that now. Then as you do that, you also want to figure that out for Instagram. And Instagram is different. So you might have an ideal customer on Facebook and you might have one on Instagram because of the age difference or people who are hanging on Instagram versus Facebook. But since we're talking about Instagram, let's talk about a reason why somebody would come to your feed, why they would watch your stories, why your customer finds the need to spend their time on your page. Yeah. So even looking at your bio, right? I think that for Instagram, you can insert a lot more personality. So if you're a product brand, what do you put in your bio? Well, first of all, you want to put a little bit of personality, maybe something funny, maybe what you're offering, maybe a quote that would really resonate with your ideal customer. So let's say your brand um, shop compliment is one of them. She, her, actually she trademarked this, which is amazing. Every product that she has, it is about helping others. So it's about complimenting others to help them. And so her quote that she has in there is, we, we rise by lifting others. So that's part of her bio because that is like her mantra, her backbone of her business, but also it resonates with people that are in, on Instagram that that's what they're looking for, right? They're looking for quotes and they're looking for fun stuff and they're looking for products that really exude those words. Yeah. So there's a um, some ladies that I follow and their company is called Art Tekka on Instagram and I've watched their brand grow and they're at 16.5 thousand followers right now. So their, their bio says an online fashion boutique offering exclusive designs in collaboration with artists. And then they have their hashtag in there, free shipping with a little airplane emoji, right? Not emoji. Yeah, emoji. <laughs> It's like she's discovering emoji for the first time. They have an actual address because they have an actual physical location and then you'll kind of go into it and they actually have no quotes. Like it's not about quotes. It's really just very, very beautiful visuals and they're very bright. So thinking about that, what I'd love you all to do is take a look at some Instagrams that you follow of product businesses. They can be big, they can be small, but take a look at what they're actually posting or what their bio is and see how you can get that information out in a couple sentences. So it's limited in characters that you can use and it's basically your elevator pitch. It's very quick. What are you? Who do you stand for? And how do they get a hold of you? And as I referred to in the beginning of the episode, is it sharing versus pushing? So are you saying, hey, come buy from us? Or is it saying, hey, here's what we offer. Follow us on Instagram, right? So how are you wording things where it's more share versus push? Yep, exactly. So what? So ideal customer avatar, why are they going to come to you? What are you giving them? Are you giving them pretty pictures to look at? Are you giving them an easy place to shop? Um, what's your story about? Are you giving them a behind the scenes? Why do they want to come to you if you, depending on what your product is, are they coming to you for tips and tricks? So go and dig back into your avatar and why would they follow you? Because people think that Instagram is about the pretty pictures. It's not. It's not anymore, at least. It's not um, just a pretty picture book. There's reasons behind the things that they post. And so including your stories, your stories are a story that you're telling them. You're taking them through some sort of experience and you want them to follow you along in real life time. Yeah. So the next one is analyze your 
feed or your page for brand consistency. So we talk about this all the time. Really be consistent. Make sure the tone of your brand is consistent over your website, your Instagram, your Twitter, your Pinterest. Everything should have the same, like that two-word thing. Is everything looking cute? Is everything looking convenient? Is everything looking smart? Is everything looking fun? It just uses it as a, like a touch base. Um, what what words do come to mind when people you know, feel your brand for the first time ever. Yeah. So when you've just, you've spent probably a lot of time and money designing your website and you don't have to, the cool thing is you don't really have to do that for Instagram, let's say, because it's, it's built in. There's very few images where you may want to pull over the brand image consistency. One is in the highlights, those little stories. So when you do a story, you can save certain stories into a highlight. So for example, on designer consulting co-ops, one of my highlights are my clients. And so I actually have like, you can scroll through all of my clients that I've posted live feed on. Um, so there's people that do it. You can get it. I'm, I don't know if Canva does it yet, but there's actually sized ones that your cover image can be something pretty on brand using your font. I had a whole meeting with a client last week talking to them about their font. And she was like, she's building her website. She's like, I didn't know I had to tell her my font. What's my font? You know, and she was just kind of using something. And then you can't always use that, let's say, on a Canva versus if you were, I'm able to use my font on um, PowerPoint. So some of the things that I create will be on PowerPoint because you can bring that font over if you don't have the skills for, um, like Illustrator or or Photoshop and that sort of thing or InDesign. So just think about that. And then when you, the next thing you need to think about are your images that you're posting. Your stories can be more loosey goosey. It still has to be on brand, but your feed is what kind of lives up there. And that's what you want to feel consistent. Even if you're changing it up every month, um, that's fine. So one I'd like to call out is Milk Bliss. I think they have an awesome Instagram feed and they go through a cycle of three. Like they have quote. They have a product feature and they have their, um, like a mama breastfeeding because they do lactation cookies and they're very consistent in what they post and it goes in rounds of three and it's beautiful and it's very on brand. Yeah. Um, they have a great plan in mind when they're posting up in their feed because it does live forever. Whereas Insta stories, I love what our masterminder Marilyn said. Um, she's with love studio. She said the messier, the better because in Insta stories, people want to relate to you. And honestly, who is not messy in life? Life is just messy for everybody, no matter how they want to pre-plan their Instagram. It's just as that way. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I use my Insta stories when I'm, you know, binging on everybody's Insta stories. That's my reality TV. I don't actually, I used to watch Keeping Up with Kardashians. I used to watch Real Housewives of all of them. And I don't anymore because I don't want my kids to over here. It's true. Yeah. Their tiny little brains are so impressionable, right? And so my Insta stories is like my guilty behind the scenes. And I love when people go on rants. I love when people look awful. (laughs) And I love when people are just like normal, like they are having problems putting on their fake eyelashes or whatever, you know, like problems, but not really real probs, right? Or if they're going on rants about, you know, this, this and that, because it makes my life seem normal and just, I don't know. 
So, I love it so much. I just want to bring up another one. So when you guys are looking at feeds to follow, look for people within like the 20,000 to 50,000 range of followers. I would say if you hit someone around 20,000, let that be your goal. Like let that just be your initial goal. And then when you get up to 20, it's easier to get to 40 and, and higher and higher because you're doing something right. You just have to keep doing it. So another one that I found on my feed was Smash Smashmallow. So it's basically... Um, marshmallows. And this is their bio. This is no ordinary hashtag marshmallow. This is Smashmallow with their little trademark. At 80 calories, it's a guilt-free everyday, any time of the day treat for your taste buds. Then they have a like a link and then their address. And then they have a ton of, uh, right now in their stories, they've got Malloween because they're playing on the Halloween part of it because we're doing this, we're recording this in October of 2018. Um, pumpkin pie, one press s'morebies. They're doing like s'more better. So s'mores because everyone loves marshmallows for s'mores. They did a tour. They have smash up. So whip to perfection and then shop. So what they're doing here is they're giving you ideas like seasonal features of what you can do with their product right now. And then if you take a look at their, their feed, it's beautiful and it's on brand and it's always featuring the product. And so right now they have a trick-or-treat bag with their little packages of these marshmallows like laid out because they did one specific to hand out for Halloween. So just take a look at some products that you think are doing a really good job and what they're doing and copy it. Like just build, make that your, your plan. Yeah, for sure. Which leads us into our next one. Hey, I told you about that brand. Remember? You did? Were, yeah, they work with that. Maybe that's why they're in our feed. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, I thought they were, they do such a cool job because they're trying to, right now they're trying to promote moms who want to hand out something differently. So it's an all natural marshmallow. So instead of handing out an artificial, you know, gross piece of candy, you're handing out an all natural marshmallow that's tiny and still the packaging. Oh my gosh. The packaging is so nice. They're very good with that stuff. Yeah. Can I throw, let me just throw in a tip really quick too for everybody, just in case they don't know this. So I'm actually going to unfollow them and then refollow them. And this is why, and I don't know if you guys know this, but when you follow up something and you hit follow in it, it'll say suggestions for you. And then it actually will give similar suggestions to a product you're buying. So funny enough, the first two that show up here, Trader Joe's Junkie, Trader Joe's, Rachel's brand, Whole30 approved, Hybrew Coffee. So it'll also, so for example, if you're trying to find similar brands, you can do this follow um, suggestions for you. And then you can also hit see all. It'll bring up a ton. And that might be a way for you to also see competitors um, or similar brands for you to start analyzing what brands you want to be like. Yeah, for sure. So next on our big list of seven is create a schedule for your feed and for your stories. So do not post to your feed 10 times a day. <laughs> your feed. You don't have to do that anymore, guys. Yes. So people used to post like five times a day. And that's kind of what Tyler was talking about. Of Back in the day, he used who? to... Be- Tyler who? <laughs> That's what Tyler J. McCall was saying was that now it's not like that. The algorithm makes it engagement-based. So sometimes those people are seeing them in the lump sum, right? They're seeing it in five in a row sometimes rather than chronological where it used to be where it's like timely-based, where it's like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So it makes no sense for you to be posting five times a day because some people might be getting five of them and being like, this is way too many. I'm going to unfollow this person. So I would say maybe just start with two times a week. Schedule your post on your feed for two times a week. And what do you think a good goal for Insta stories would be? Like 
posting up, you know, the behind the scenes Insta stories. So what I've basically been told by the experts is that it's really just about consistency. So, and then we've talked about this. I talk about it, split your goal in half, right? So that you don't feel like you failed. So if you decide that the weekends are, you're going to take the weekends off, but maybe the the weekdays or something you can, you can post daily. Um, I think giving yourself an amount and not every day has to be live because sometimes my days I'm literally in my basement, like working because of my office <laughs> in my basement now. Not that exciting sitting at my desk all day talking to clients, right? And it's confidential, so I can't talk about it. So sometimes though, if I had planned my content, I might decide that I'm going to post like a a tip day. And my story might just be a bunch of visuals, right? It could be something I have done on Canva before that I just sort of put out um, like a bunch of tips. So I would say pick whatever you feel like you can do. If it's twice a week, three times a week, just know that the more you do it, it ups your, your algorithm. And then you'll all see consistently the people who are very consistent in their stories, they'll always be in your feed. So Coach Glitter is always there. Um, so is Tyler J. McCall. There's certain people that will just always show up in my feed because they're constantly doing stories. And so they're top of mind to me on a daily basis. Yeah, for sure. I think that there's way less pressure for the Insta stories. So just remember it only lives for 24 hours. So if even if you're downstairs in your basement office and you just take a photo of your bulletproof coffee, that counts. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, so I just wanted to um, share this really fast. Sorry. I was looking up the the Instagram feed versus Instagram stories and which one is better. So they just launched in 2018, in August, 2018. And in 20, no, sorry, it was the second anniversary. I take that back. And in just 24 months, the 24 hour lasting content has gained 400 million daily active users. Yeah, that's awesome. So like that's, that's crazy. And it's far higher than your feed. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't, know of too many people that even look at their feed as much anymore. I only look at my Insta stories, but that's because I'm not usually scrolling a lot. But yeah, Tyler brought up some stats in his episode too about how much more important stories have gotten. And that's just, you know, and did he say something about the stats of Snapchat versus Instagram too, right? Like it was, I don't know, like so many more people jumping off of it. Like Snapchat just like, um, speaking of Kardashians and Jenner's like thanks to Kylie Jenner saying she wasn't on it anymore. People hightailed it over. Um, but, but basically like 40% of Instagram users are more interested in a brand after seeing a product on Instagram stories versus in the feed versus these like static type things. 40%. Wow. I really need to get on Insta stories a lot more my Facebook's going off because, or whatever I'm looking at, I'm researching while we're talking about this. <laughs> so going back to the schedule, I just want you guys to do whatever you feel possible and trust us when we say we understand the overwhelm. And I said that with my eyes closed because I feel overwhelmed all the time where I don't know how much do I post? Should I be posting more? I need to be working on my business. I need to be doing so many other things and hanging out on social media, including just balancing my life versus this whole but wait, if you want to sell something, you need to be on Instagram and you kind of have to manage it on in real time. Right. And so I think for your, I think what Tyler had recommended was two times a month. I mean, sorry, two times a week. <laughs> that would be nice. Two times a month. Right? Two times a week for the feed. You don't have to do it multiple times a day and you can batch that. So you can just upload those all into Tailwind. That's a tool that is um, useful. And they let you post Instagram used to not let you auto post 
or Tailwind couldn't auto post into Instagram. Now you can, but just make sure you have a business account. So also you all need a business Instagram account. Um, batch that. The cool thing about Tailwind is like you can also have saved hashtags in there. So you can save a bunch of hashtags as different things. And so you don't have to retype those out every time. Um, and so that's one way you need to do your feed and your feed should have intention. And we talked about that in the previous episode. Then the next thing that you can do is for stories, just think about how often you can do it and just get used to it. Like it, you're, you're not doing anything incorrectly. You just have to start building this into your day to day, your lifestyle, and then just doing it and follow what Mina had suggested to someone this morning was follow some of the ones you like. If you're not that familiar with Instagram right now, just start learning about it. And then you can start doing it. Yeah. I actually really enjoy Instagram and Insta stories and everything like that's I actually follow people as a consumer. I don't use it a lot in business though. Um, and that's just because a lot of overwhelm, like what Jacqueline was saying. Um, I don't know if I should be posting to the product boss or to little labels or to my personal one. Um, and I gotta say that my the people that I follow on my personal one are far more like interesting. <laughs> Their lives are so much more interesting to me than the ones that we follow for the product boss because they are mostly brands. And so I think that you really have to become, at least in your Insta stories, the face of your brand to a certain extent. Like just, you know, you get to decide what you're posting on there, but it is fun to see the behind the scenes. And that's exactly what people are wanting and not so much, you know, hey, it's a repeat of your feed. You know, this is sale day, blah, blah, blah. So I think that there's less pressure that way too. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm trying to say, oh, okay. So tip on me, I've actually abandoned my personal Instagram and my personal Facebook. I don't have time for it. I can't manage Designer Consulting Co-op and the Product Boss. I mean, not that I manage, but basically coming up with content or having the bandwidth to be able to be on all things. And so really, if my friends want to see what I'm doing, really, they should just be on the Product Boss or on Designer Consulting Co-op because of my stories. So they'll be able to know that I went apple picking with my kids because it's on my story. So they get to stay current in my life, but I'm not separately posting. So just think about whatever you have the ability to do. What we'd like to suggest is that you just you create a schedule, some sort of plan for yourself. So whether you're going to batch content twice a month and you're going to figure out like the next four to six posts, that's not that hard to wrap your head around, right? Because if it's two posts a week, you could do that. You could do an entire month having a plan. So if you're if it's Halloween, if it's Thanksgiving, if it's Christmas, and you're leading up to something that's specific for that um, season, you can plan that out and have just these images that are, you know, whether they're being used, whether they are um, sold through it, just thinking about that. Yeah. I think that it's really hard when you have multiple businesses. So if you're like Jacqueline and myself, where you do have multiple businesses, you have to choose one in a lot of instances. And we say this even in normal business life and not in just Instagram strategy, right? You have to pick one to focus your energy on. And that's mostly the 80-20 rule. Spend 80% of your energy on the money-making business and 20% on the other one that is like in a way your side hustle, even if you have two businesses, because you can't give 50-50 to both of them. It just is nearly impossible with you know the time you spend, the energy, the headspace, and you just kind of have to focus on one. That way you put the pedal to the metal for one of them, and then you know that it's okay to let go of the other one. <laughs> Jacqueline is taking a photo of me as I'm talking. <laughs> and I was able to communicate to that to her by smiling at her. 
Maya, what's going on Instagram? Hopefully I made some sense because I felt like, why am I sweating right now? (laughs) Why is this girl taking photos? So the number four, what we'd say is being known for something and with an intention. So this is something that you'll see. And I'm just going to bring up our friend Tyler again because- Tyler J. McCall. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, um, but he's someone that if you do follow him and we do suggest that you do follow him because if you want to dig more into this Instagram thing, here's my free promotion, but he definitely can teach you. So, but what if you follow him, he is always a target. He's talking about target and he has midday dance breaks at noon. Like Mina knows what time they're at. And Mina's told me that she's gone to target before and thought about him because of a story he did about like a price comparison. Yeah. He was shopping for vacuums and I had to shop for a vacuum too. It doesn't have to be so so brand specific, but be known for something. So for me, we were trying to figure this out, right? We were like digging in. I was like, am I the accidental Jersey girl? You know, like the lie that I live in, I live in New York and not in New Jersey, but (laughs) but (laughs) enough people connect with that? Probably not. Am I trying to live the vegan life, but I'm failing at it? So sometimes I'll do world's worst vegan. I don't think that we've fully figured out exactly who we are yet in that, but there are consistencies. I'm sure if, if our listeners or our Instagram followers were to, sh- to tell us back to us, oh no, Mina, you're always, you know, I would say about you, Mina, like- I'm known always- for my cousin, Jimmy. <laughs> your cousin, Jimmy. You're, yeah, you could always talk about Jimmy. You always have your earbuds in and you're always um, like talking from the car, like front seat of the car. Oh, you know. Okay. No, well, like that's how I see it. Like, I was like, oh, Mina's in the front seat of her car. Her kids are in the back. Uh She's like doing something, but in the car because you're driving around a lot, you know? So I think if somebody were to say back to us what we were kind of known for, but you know, I know what I'm known for. My sisters say this to me all the time. I'm known for TJ Maxx. Like, they're always like, are you a salesperson at TJ Maxx? I'm always like, yeah, because my one sister is very anti TJ Maxx, where she's like, oh, I got found a hole in this. And, you know, like, she thinks it's like the, you know, I don't know, outlet mall style where you get like the arm is longer than the other or something. And I'm always like, no, it has the best deals and I love it so much. And they have such good stuff that you can't find anywhere else. And so I'm always selling TJ Maxx. So maybe instead of Target, I'm, you know, TJ Maxx or whatever. And if that's something that my ideal customer also resonates with, then even better, right? Well, it's funny because I've talked to you multiple times a day, every day for the last God knows how many years now. (laughs) I didn't know you were into TJ Maxx. Really? That's Oh my gosh. That's like my favorite place, TJ So you probably talk, because we talk about different things, right? So uh-huh. you probably talk about that with your family. Like it's like a local thing. So mm-hmm. I guess what we're trying to say is be known for something. So we had Coach Glitter on a few months ago um, and she talked about her, like she would wear a unicorn hat. Like she does all sorts of craziness in her Instagram stories. And that's what she feels like Instagram for her is, is that she can really show her personality. So we were talking about that with some of the, the women in our mastermind and not everyone is cuckoo crazy, right? So we have... <laughs> not that Coach Glitter is cuckoo crazy. No, no, no. I'm not saying... <laughs> Definitely not. She's not. She's so smart. Um, but like Asha Blooms, is, um, she has these amazing necklaces with intention and she is... Her presence is very calming. She makes her jewelry. It's got these like this spiritual component to it she may want to be known for something in that because it relates to her customer and why someone would follow her and buy her product. You guys, she embodies relaxation. Like, you know, like literally if I were to pick somebody who had like that yellow, warm yoga-esque persona, 
it would be Carol of Asha Blooms. And, but she's scared of video in a way. And I was like, no, you don't have to put on a show. You're not a clown. You're not a monkey. You just have to be you and that's okay. And people will love you and they will actually feel relaxed by her. Like I, she calms me mm-hmm. for sure. Like I need to put her around my girls, my kids. It is scream crazy over here. If Carol came over, I think that they would be like so relaxed and mellow. You know how many times in the bathtub I have to be like, remember the rule is no screaming, no water out of the bathtub and no pooping in the bathtub. Those are the three <laughs> That's top the rules. Reminder. <laughs> so, yeah, Carol could be, she could literally be like a meditation date by listening to these meditations like before I go to sleep sometimes. And um, she, her voice is just soothing and it's just a good female voice. So in a very beautiful way, like not beautiful. in a boring way at all. Yeah. And so just thinking about what she could do, what she could bring to the table. So there could just be an element about her and her children. Um, We were saying like, do you bring your families into it? It depends. It depends on what you're trying to sell. You know, if you are selling like um, sexy festival wear, you might not be, which I have a client that does, you may not be (laughs) bringing your kid into the Instagram stories because your customer doesn't care. Like they don't want to see the kid life. They want to see the like sparkly, shiny mermaid life when you're going to these festivals and like partying, right? And so you just have to think about your avatar again, going back to our tip number one and figure out what you can be known for that you do consistently. I'm consistently eating sushi and telling people I'm a vegan, which is why I took a picture of this podcast (laughs) because there's sushi on my my desk. So hashtag... Yeah. And I love sushi too. I know we need to be known for something like, what could it be? So if you're listening and you're in our Facebook group, or if you're not, make sure you join us. Let us know what consistently like we talk about or <laughs> how do we not know what we're known for? Pretty soon we're going to intentionally, we're going to plant the seeds and then see if you guys can guess what we're known for. Okay. How about this? How about we put a link to our Instagram? Cause we always talk about our Facebook group and yeah. we'll put, we'll post this when this comes out uh, like a you know, we'll post a couple things. And if you guys can head over to our Instagram and DM us over there or leave a comment, that would be helpful. Yeah. So we're at the product boss. So don't forget the, the, at the beginning. Okay. So next one guys. Number next five. One, yes. Uh, create timely content as in a series or a sale. So ding, ding, ding. Holidays coming up. Holiday series would be wonderful. Gift guide series. We've talked about that in our holiday visibility episode and just creating sales around the time. And, you know, even if it's like favorite products for Mother's Day or, you know, in a storytelling way, of course. And I don't know, even Valentine's Day, which, oh my gosh, do you know what Baby Shark is? The song? song? Yeah. Baby Shark. Oh my God, my daughter is obsessed with it. Everybody is. Even people at Surrey School, she said, like the older kids. And then even my sister who works out at like a warrior training, what my husband does, um, they do it on their exercises, like an ab workout. So it's like (laughs) everywhere, right? And so on Amazon Video, they discovered yesterday, which is a series and it's the holiday um, or it's a themed one. So they do Baby Shark song, but it's all different versions of it. So it was like Valentine's Day, Halloween. Halloween is so cute. It's like a slower pace and it's like, you know, it's so cute. Then Christmas and then there is orchestra one. And oh my gosh, you have to look it up. If you have an Amazon Prime membership, side side tangent here, you already have access to the Amazon video for free and this is free. So if you want to hear Baby Shark I know you're probably having to hear it a million times anyways. This is actually like uh, 12 videos, so actually different versions, and it's really cool. So what's crazy is that my daughter has just turned three. She's been pretty verbal, but 
I don't know. She went to pre- she like for the last year basically. She the only thing that she would hum was like do 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 do. And I thought <laughs> she made this up. <laughs> and then eventually she got older and she was more verbal. I said to her, I was like, what are you singing? And then she said, baby shark. And then because her and my son went to the same um, care center, they had consistent, like similar music. And so my son had been like, no, mom, it's this. And then they sing me the whole song. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that it went more than just the do-do-do-do-do. Like it went into like full words. I cannot believe you don't know every single word of that song by now. Because she couldn't, she didn't have the words yet to sing it out loud. And he didn't sing that song. It was her song. So then we were at, like literally at a diner like two weeks ago and this woman across the way from us starts singing Baby Shark back to my kids because my sing- kids were singing it because she's a librarian and now you're bringing it up. So it's also kind of gone a little bit viral, right? Like it's probably been oh, out for absolutely. a couple of years. And it's just like the fact that it's going into workout classes, it takes time. So everybody, this is a really good um, thing to know. Like everything's going to get done. just doesn't all happen instantly. And it's slow but sure. And so just stay consistent and you too can be the next Baby Shark song. (laughs) Yeah. And also look up that series. It's amazing. (laughs) I will actually. Yeah. Create timely content as in a series or a sale um, and make sure you're hitting the you know, it just makes it more relevant to the time. So when people are watching your Insta stories, they're looking at your feed, they can be like, yeah, that wasn't made in June now that it's October, you know? Yeah. And so with timely content, like we said, there's certain things around the holidays that are really like key, like gift guides. But I've heard people say like, think about the other big things that come up. Mother's Day, Father's Day, even buying moms and dads presents for what feels like your entire life. What do you get them again? Because it always comes up, right? Valentine's Day for sure. You have to think about these big days that people are having to buy gifts for people. And that's a really great time to like kind of do this gift guide or what to buy. You could do a bunch of Instagram stories on like, um, you know, out of your products, top five things to give to each person in your family. You could do a 12-day countdown. Um, if we're talking about, like I said, other holidays. And so, but think about timely. And think about what you're selling. So we have a client that's got a very specific like holiday base. She had Halloween and she has Christmas and she's got some other holidays uh, grouped in there like Thanksgiving. And so she needs to talk about what's happening leading up to it and then right before it. And then she's going to have to move on to the next holiday. Yeah. And I love that. Um, I think that it's so important to talk about what type of products that they could buy, but I think it's also important to talk about like what you're doing because Insta stories is the behind the scenes. Like every single year in October, I make apple crisp with my girls and the secret ingredient, by the way, guys is almonds and brown sugar in the, the crumble on the top. So don't tell anybody else. Um, anyways, but then I have to put that it's made with almonds because my sister is allergic to tree nuts. Side note. Um, so make sure that you're including the behind the scenes. What traditions are you doing with your kids during Thanksgiving and Christmas? And, you know, this is what's like, you know, with Insta stories, you could be doing your daily routine versus the traditions that you have in your household. Every family has a different one. We don't ever carve pumpkins because I think it's messy and gross and I want, you know, I don't like it. So we paint pumpkins every single year and we only do little pumpkins. <laughs> so are there any like traditions like that for you and your household over there? Well, I think since our kids are little that we have painted for a long time because carving is just hard until they mm-hmm. can do that. Since we lived on the East Coast, apple picking was not something that you did in Los Angeles. Like no way, no how. There were no apple trees um, where we were. So that's been something that we turned into a bit of a tradition. 
but I want to tell everyone, like, if you don't have a family, me and I have young families, you can have older kids and it's different, or you could be single, you could have a significant other, you could be a pet parent. Because there's all these, I've been seeing um, in the mall right now, gifts for pet parents. Like, I think of Things Remembered. Oh, yeah. Like, they had like a thing saying like dog mom, and it was like a charm, because that's what people do, you know? And so just whatever it is, like you have traditions, like whether you go out to drinks with friends on Saturdays or you and your significant other have something special that you do together, or you have a friend or you've got your pets. That's what I think you could bring in, in your stories and talk about, um, because there's your customers going to align with you also. They're going to be interested in seeing that behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure. Love that. Okay. So next one is number six, and this is sliding into the DM. <laughs> Have you ever heard that terminology, sliding to the DM? I think the young kids say this because I hear it on podcasts and stuff like that, where <laughs> young kids, I'm a grandma now. I'm a grandma like Jacqueline, which I realize is two years younger than me and not just one. So I'm for the for real, the grandma. Anyway, <laughs> sliding to the DM is when someone is like, I don't know, trying to date you or something. <laughs> and then they slide into your DM and like, hey, what are you doing tonight, girl? <laughs> wanna wanna meet up? You know. So So see the two women that have never been on dating on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So I'm guessing this is what's happening. And so you try to get into DMs with your followers to build your email list. So that's what our tip is. So DM is a direct message. And so what that is, is you can actually talk to people. And what's really cool is that a lot of big people are still managing their Instagram. So I think I brought this up. Like Brad Pitt might not respond to me if I write to him on Instagram, but some people will. So um, like I've DM'd Amy Porterfield before and I've DM'd some people in the fashion world before, like just random questions. And they'll actually respond because typically they are they are managing their accounts. And Tyler talks about this too. He spends like a good part of the morning writing back to people and he gets a ton of DMs when he goes to Target because he's known for Target. And so what is a DM? It's a direct message. So there's the comments, right? We want people to engage, which is like one of the next things we're going to talk about, but we want people commenting and you don't just want the likes. You want the comments. You want the response time. But the DM part is how do you get them, if they're going to watch your stories, how do you get them to react and move over into getting their email address? Because ultimately you're trying to build your email list so that you can email them when there's a new product or when there's a sale. Because you might not always show up on their feed. So um, one thing that we were talking about is, you know, I guess, you know, what would you do for little labels? If you did some sort of story, how, what would you do to get somebody to DM you? So one of the ways I think is, let's say I'm doing a story and I'm talking about how I chose my daycare. And that is a huge decision that parents make. They shop around for daycares. It's like shopping around for churches, right? They go to these different ones. They decide which one they like. They weigh out the pros and cons, and then they make a decision. So a lot of times, um, you know, people will need help with that. Like, what should they be thinking about? So I actually have a freebie that's like the seven areas to look to think about when you're choosing a daycare and it's like questions to be thinking about. So you look around, are there a lot of books around? Are the kids, you know, one of the daycares we went to, the kid was underneath the sink. Instant, no, done. That was off my list. So like even being like aware of like different things, like what you should be looking for, is there carpet? Is there not carpet? Do the toys seem clean? Are the kids doing one activity together? So it gives like a 
a checklist of what they should be looking for. So I could say, hey, I see that you're uh, on the hunt for daycares. If you want this freebie, here's the link to it. And then they opt into it. So that would be a really good example. Yeah. And so there's like bots and there's all other things that you can kind of put in. But let's just say you use something like you have a baking product and you show a recipe in your Insta story and you might put in there because forget the swipe up. Swipe up to get a swipe up in your story, you have to have 10,000 or more followers. Let's say you have 300 followers. You might be showing a baking thing. Like, I mean, for you, Mina, like the apple crisp, I guess that wouldn't, you want to make sure that you're getting the email address to the right kind of customer. But let's say you had a baking tool and you were baking an apple crisp because it was that time of year and apples are being picked and people were trying to figure out what to make with their apples. Then you could say, like, DM me for the recipe. And then yeah. people will DM you. For sure. And I think it's like, even when I had my email sequence going, which I don't anymore, but um, I had this one where it was an easy mom hack and it was the easiest apple crisp recipe ever because I am not a baker. I'm a cook and I'm a damn good cook, but I don't measure anything and I go off taste and I eyeball everything and I don't like to bake at all. But I love apple crisp and it's a showstopper. Obviously, brown sugar, almonds, come on. Who wouldn't love that? You know, bring a bucket of Jenny's ice cream or whatever, and you've got like, for real, like something people just remember forever. So like that, it's an easy mom hack, right? You don't have to bake. I mean, you don't have to be good at baking and you can just bring something to the holiday and you become known for it, which by the way, I'm known for that on my, on my husband's side of, I take the apples from my mother-in-law and I make apple crisp for everybody. So yeah. So send me that email because I want to make it with my (laughs) bushel of apples upstairs. (laughs) Um, And so other things with the DM, the direct message is also just engagement. So the more people feel connected to you, the more they know, like, and trust you, the more, the easier it will be to sell to them. So you can tell them, like, you could have a post, like, you could do a whole thing that's like, have questions, DM me. Have questions on how to use this, DM me. Um, Want to know some tricks, DM me. And it might be a little bit more time of you engaging with them there. But listen, if we had a whole bunch of emails show up on our email, you know, into our uh, inbox, and it was somebody asking us a bunch of questions, we'd be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. We've just gotten a bunch of emails, people are interested in the product, I will for sure respond. So treat Instagram like that as well. Yeah. So if you feel like DMing us at the product boss on Instagram, we will answer. We are the actual ones that answer. That you, you don't know if it, yeah. You don't know if it's Jacqueline or myself. <laughs> there lies you. the confusing part. <laughs> so let's give that a try too. I mean, like how to, we're, this is our Instagram episode because we're always talking about our Facebook community because there's a lot happening there. But if you've got questions, head over to the, in our Instagram feed and DM us and we will respond. Like we love it. If you love this podcast, do a post, tag us. We will post it to our Instagram story. So that's another thing too. Like letting people want to be talked about. They want the spotlight on them a bit. And so if you are asking people to show pictures of whatever, of them using your product and you're going to feature them, that's exciting to them. Yeah. And actually speaking of Instagram and the podcast, I actually went back on the last five episodes of the podcast and put in hey, follow us on Instagram and tag us at the product boss with a workable link. So I did that for our last five episodes. So that just 
shows you that you can go back and update, right? If you need to put in a live link for, I guess there's a lot of LinkedIn profile, but let's say you say, if you go back to edit it and you say, hop onto our website, LinkedIn profile or whatever, you can go back and edit these captions, right? And so just like I went back and edited the description on our podcast to include our Instagram since it's top of mind now, even though we don't mention it verbally on the podcast. So you can go in and edit and just... It's a constant work in progress, right? So, side note. Because going back to the number one, our ideal customer avatar, like a lot of the people that are within our community like Facebook communities or Facebook groups because they like to engage in there. But I'm sure some of you are, are Instagram people. So you're like Facebook, like I barely go to Facebook, but Instagram I can get on board with. And so we were focusing on one platform as Mina always talks about, we can't do it all. So we were focusing on one and that's doing fantastic. And now we're going to move on to another. So you might hear us talking about Instagram a bit more. So our last tip for product-based entrepreneurs on Instagram is engagement. So engage, engage, engage. And this goes two ways. So should I jump in? Yeah, yeah. I was waiting. I thought you're going to say two ways and one. And one is. I wasn't sure if you wanted to throw that in. So what we're used to or, or what we what I was talking about before, the comments, right? So typically what we're used to is you want people to comment on your posts. Um, and if they comment, you kind of want to comment back and you want people talking about it. So oftentimes people will do in their feed, for example, they'll do their feed and they'll do whatever information underneath it. And sometimes you can put the hashtags right away and other people will do a secondary comment with the hashtags in it. And just as another tip, you can only have a total of 30 hashtags per feed post. And so if you're using it all in your comments, then nobody else can put a hashtag in below. So like, you know, if I was going to, if Mina posted something and I wanted to do hashtag mom life goals, I don't think I could because there's already hashtags in there. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Except for it's only relevant to the first. The um, Instagram only pulls um, captions or hashtags from the first comment. Right. Oh, okay. So if you do a secondary, let's say you break it up 10, 10, 10, it's only pulling from that top 10, the the first comment. The first comment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but but that's what I'm saying though. Like if you do your feed post and then you do a comment right after it with hashtags, is that, that counts, right? Yeah, that counts. Yep. Yeah. So sometimes you'll see people do a feed post with just their information. They don't want the bunch of hashtags in it. And then they'll do a second comment. The other thing you could do, especially if you're doing this in Tailwind, you could do, if you ever see the designer consulting co-op, I have dot, 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 and actually drops down like four paragraph lines. And then I have it. So that way when somebody's looking at it, they don't see all the hashtags right away. It doesn't look like 30 hashtags after whatever my <laughs> comment is. Um, so a tip is that you also want to say to them, like, you want to ask a question for engagement. So how many of you have done blah, 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 or, or who likes pink or green or whatever it is, you can put a question and people will respond to that versus just straight up posts. So that's that. And if people are commenting, you want to engage back with them. So that is, that's one way. The other way of engagement, which Tyler touched on, and we'll just kind of grow on that, which is part of the reason I got in a fight with my husband last night was because I was trying to engage on Instagram. Doesn't he understand I'm engaging? (laughs) Instead of engaging my husband, I was engaging (laughs) my Instagram feed. But one of the things is, is that what Tyler said is like, you can't just post anymore for people to just come and find you, right? So you kind of have to go find them now yourself again. And so a way to do that is looking up a hashtag, for example, because you could in the search mode, you can hashtag like hashtag product entrepreneurs, for example, and then we'll find everyone that has posted product entrepreneurs. And then we can then go in there and see 
most of them are probably our competition or people <laughs> who are, but like if you're doing essential oils, hashtag essential oils, you might look that up. You can follow that. So anytime anyone hashtags essential oils, you'll have that show up that it's, it's a search that you're on top of now. And then whoever's liking and engaging with these other essential oil companies, you can go on and you start engaging with the people who are following them. So whether you're following them, whether you're heading onto their post and writing a comment and what it is, it's more about you being in their place. You go to where they are versus hoping that they're going to come to you. Once you go to where they are, they're going to see you. They might click on yours and say, oh, I'm going to follow you. And now you found a new follower. Yeah, for sure. You know, like back in the day, it used to be like, hey, call me, call me, call me maybe, right? Now it's, you know how to pick up the phone. It's a two-way street. (laughs) So you can call those people too, which means clicking on the hashtag, engaging with them. And now it's more of an effort on your end. Instead of waiting for someone to find you, you can actually actively engage with them. So this is more of an active engagement versus a passive engagement, I suppose, right? Where you're trying to find them. Think of it like you're in a farmer's market or you're, you've got a booth at a trade show and you're standing there. And if you're sitting there and you're looking at your phone on Instagram and you're <laughs> passing your booth by, you're just, you're like, oh, if they're interested, they're going to come in. They're going to come in and look. Like if you have a store, they're just, they're going to come in if they're interested. First is when we've seen amazing responses, we're up, we're standing up, we're smiling. People walk by, we're like, hey, hi, have you heard about our product over here? And we start to go and, and bring them in from walking past our, our booth into walking into our booth and engaging with them. Just it's real life guys just going on to Instagram. So you're going to where they are, you're seeing what they're interested in and you're starting to chat with them or you're liking. Like I did that this weekend. I think we grew like 20 people this weekend just from me going on and like some woman posted a picture of her shoes and her jeans. And I was like, love your jeans. She wrote me back. Thanks so much. I'm so glad how they turned out. And then she followed us. So like just having that engagement, I know it's a lot of work, but it's a snowball. It's slow, but it'll happen. They'll start to like it. They'll start to engage with it. They're going to talk about you. They're going to then share it with their friends. So it's just that slow roll initially. Yeah. You know how Jacqueline always refers to the first thousand fans or the true thousand fans are the, is the most important, right? Well, um, Chop Compliment, I know bring her up all the time, but she does Instagram as well, along with Tyler J. McCall. She said she has like well over like I think 25,000 followers now. She said her first thousand were her hardest, mm-hmm. you know, and we're kind of there for the product boss. Obviously we haven't put as much energy as we could, but you know, our goal used to be, Hey, we're trying to get to 400. Now we're trying to get to 500. Actually now we're trying to get to 700. So every time I think about that, I think, yes, Melissa at shop complimented the first thousand is the hardest. And so now we're going to 700 and next after that'll be 800. So it is a snowball for sure. And we'll make it there. But see for us, we've had the podcast for a short amount of time and we have not like, like again, like going back to what you say though, and I just want everyone to take this in. We are a successful company. Like we have this podcast, we've been sponsored. We have people that have constantly joined our masterminds that we sell out of spots. We have people who work one-on-one with us to us. We are successful in our, what we were hoping for, right? So we can't compare ourselves to Amy Porterfield or Jenna Kutcher They've been at this longer. They have a different strategy. But for what we've done, we're really, really happy with it with 600 followers because we were working on our listenership. We have a great amount of people listening. We were working on our Facebook community. We have a 
thriving community in there that's super engaged and really helpful with each other. And with this inspiration of digging into Instagram for our listeners, we may then start to do it there and like you guys will see that grow, but we also understand that you can't do it all at once. And so it's slow, but, but we're turning over what we need where we need to do it. So we needed our listeners. We have our listeners. Then we're going to move into other places. Yeah, for sure. And even looking at low labels, right? I've always said that I've never focused on Instagram and I did focus on Pinterest this last quarter. And then I focused so much on Amazon and on getting into retail platforms. So now I'm kind of, you know, I'm letting my Gen M girl do Instagram and unsure about what I want to do, but I'm actually active on the product boss Instagram. You know, that's where I'm putting my energy, whereas I'm hiring out to not even hiring out. She's my apprentice for Gen M to work on low labels because I'm not sure what my strategy there is yet. And if it's worth my own time to do it, right? That's because you had like a seven figure business without an Instagram account (laughs) for the last three years. And I'm okay with not being like, Instagram heavy, you know, like I don't want to ever rely on Instagram quite honestly, because I already, it's just somebody else's playground. So if anything, I'd love to build my email list. So using, I could, you know, if my strategy becomes to use my DMs to build my email list, that might be it. Right. So it's okay if Instagram is not getting a hundred percent of your attention. Right. So that's what I want everyone to like, sort of at the end of this call or at the end of this um, podcast, if the are feeling overwhelmed by all the things. So we feel this chase, right? We see all these people doing them. We are on Instagram for our own personal use. We see these beautiful pages and we think that's how they're making money. But it doesn't mean that they're not paying for posts. It doesn't mean that they're not buying like view, likes and followers. Um, it's about just having a really good platform that you do really well at. And so for you, Mina, Amazon's your story where you really hit very big on Amazon, but you did pay for like, right. You did clicks, paper clicks like you. Oh yeah. I do uh, ads on there. So you worked on your ads within a platform Mm. that we knew people were going to buy. So product-based businesses, if you build Instagram, that's just another tool, but we really want you guys to be really focused on where you can actually sell those, whether it's in person, whether, whether you do have a thriving e-commerce store whether you're on some sort of platform or you have a boutique or wherever it is, this right now could be used as your tool, but it's not going to make or break of your business. Like it's not going to be the thing that it, right. I don't think it's the thing that's going to blow you up out of the water. Right. I think it depends. Um, I've seen brands like there was that wood watches and wood sunglasses brand blew up on Instagram, made a killing converted like crazy on Instagram because it got really big. So, I think that it just depends on which brand. That's why you have to test it out yourself. Clearly, I didn't need it. I had Amazon, but there could have been a time and a place that maybe it would have been bigger on Instagram, right? So, had I not known that, had I not in- known I would, you know, that Amazon was my place, then I would try out Instagram more. It's just now, you know, I think that there's no reason for me to push Instagram when I already know where my place is. And you did it and you were on Amazon um, back before Amazon. I mean, Amazon was big, but you were definitely on it in an easier time than it is now. I want you guys all to know that you're also in on knowing like stories is a huge time. Like don't let stories pass you by because you're still caught up on on the feed, like what we thought we knew because things are changing. I don't know who was talking about like, oh, one of our masterminders like, oh, when I went to school and got my degree a hundred years ago and you're like, oh, it's not that long. 
But really though, the amount of things that change over, like the amount of information and the speed in which new technology is created, I think it is comparable to like a hundred years. Like what we did probably 50 years ago in a hundred years to what we're doing now in the last 10 years is 15 years is crazy. So sure. I mean, for sure. Things will change in a year. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. And even just how like they mess with your algorithm. So um, I hear a lot of people too, not wanting to dedicate their entire businesses to any specific platform that they don't own in case something happens. Like people get really scared about Facebook because if all your whole community is on Facebook, what happens if it goes away? So you still need their email addresses. So one thing I just want to leave you all with just to think about too, is that whole concept that I, Tyler did mention, which is push pull marketing. So or what Mia was, uh, Mina, oh my God, I just said your name wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'll forgive you. Plus your nose is really stuffy and your throat is really scratchy. She's been (laughs) sick and literally silencing the, you know, recording for coughing and all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sorry. But share versus pushing or push versus pull. So instead of always constantly trying to sell your customer something, you want to share with them. You want to share tips. You want to share tricks. You want to share intimate, like behind the scenes. Just bring them in and engage with them as if they're in your living room, as if you're talking to them right here with you. And then you, it's like, um, I think maybe even Jenna Kutcher says it like sell or share, 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 sell or something like that, where you share and then you sell. Oh, Gary V, jab, 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 right hook. Maybe everybody <laughs> has their own version. But we, you want to push it out to them. You want to pull them in. So the marketing of bringing them into you and going out and getting them and bringing them in versus just hoping that they're all going to come because you posted a big billboard somewhere and they're all going to, you know, they're all going to write to you. So things are changing. Stay up on it. And thank you for joining us on this podcast. Yeah. And we'll see you on Instagram and in our Facebook group. Please do both. (laughs) And we will link that to the show notes. So we'd love to see you on Instagram and we'd love some more follows and comments. And again, thanks. And reach out to us on the DM and see, ask us any questions. Slide into our DM. Slide into our DM. Like the kids are saying. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Hey there, still here? We want to invite you to our 2019 Mastermind, which starts in January. It's already halfway full with two groups, one for five-figure product businesses and one for six-figure and above. We would love to have you in there. Why? Because we know it would transform your business. There is a big, confusing sea of information out there, mostly for service-based businesses. But this mastermind was made for product business owners, just like you, with coaching from two experts who can help you grow your product-based revenue and expand your brand visibility. And you're doing it alongside other amazing product entrepreneurs for support, shortcuts, and real connection you should join us. Go to www.theproductboss.com slash mastermind for more information and to save your spot with a deposit.